Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno Shoemaker, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. Retaining a business isn't for the faint of heart, said Lee Fredrickson, a partner at Hinge, a professional services firm. We spoke about how accounting professionals need to try new approaches to retaining clients in this evolving business environment, what that means for technology and communication, and how that might change in the future. Here's what he had to say. It's an important thing, and it's sort of changing. Uh, One of the ways it used to be, uh, I think, of most relationships in professional services is was really the relationship you have. The relationship with the client it was seen as a one-on-one personal relationship uh, and what is changing is that people are becoming more and more comfortable with finding the specific kind of resource they need that understands their industry their business and has solved the kind of problem they've solved before so in, in other words they're looking for really relevant expertise uh, more so than just the relationship, you know, and I think there are probably multiple reasons for that. Some of them having to do with the availability of technology, which makes it much easier to find specific kind of resources, uh, than it has been before. And also, uh, people's comfort as consumers where they've, uh, learned that you can buy things online and you can get just exactly what you're looking for with just exactly the right specifications uh, if you uh, search online. And that's what they're doing more and more for professional services. And I know you mentioned expertise is crucial. Can you tell me more about, you know, some new approaches that businesses should take when they're thinking about retaining their current clients? Yeah, uh, I think with... uh, the key thing with expertise is uh, there's two gaps that need to be closed. One of them is your understanding of what the client's real needs are, where they are. And, and generally, this is best done by focusing on what are their key business priorities that they're working on. And, you know, in a modern organization these days, people often have multiple priorities and they often shift quite quickly. And so one of the best ways to retain is to understand those shifts and to be able to make the connection between your services and how your services help them uh, address these new challenges, these new issues. Uh, The other kind of gap that is equally as important is helping your clients understand how you can help them. And one of the things that our research shows is that uh, we are very bad about uh, helping our clients understand the full range of services. Uh, And even though we've told them one time what the services are, uh, people forget, they get busy, and they're not sure so we've we've seen this phenomena where someone goes to a competitor of yours for a service that you're perfectly capable of offering and maybe often do it better than the competitor does but the client your client didn't know you do that and doesn't think to ask you uh, so it really is incumbent on the person who wants to retain your clients more to be able to understand what's going on with them and to close that communication gap so they understand how you can help them. 
And from what you're saying, it sounds like an important uh, aspect of this is being agile, being able to change um, where maybe clients um, to anticipate client needs as they're changing. Is that correct? That, that's absolutely correct. I, and I think that's a good way of thinking about it, being agile and flexible. Uh, as a matter of fact, we've seen the uh, the client service, in other words, being flexible and being able to uh, adapt what you're doing as an important, increasingly important selection criteria. Uh, you know, let's face it, organizations are faced with a lot of challenges and a lot of changes. And, uh, you know, so one of the keys is changing as fast as your client's environment is changing. So as your client's environment changes, as their competitive space changes, you need to be changing at least as fast as they are so you can continue to be relevant to what your clients are looking for. And when we talk about change, is that something you think, and being agile and being able to you know, adapt to these client needs, is that something you think enough employers are doing right now? Or do you think it's just a struggle for them? Well, I think it's a struggle for for many to be able to change that fast because, uh, you know, some uh, professions and some segments have really been built on stability and predictability uh, where you're doing things uh, on a reoccurring regular basis, helping the person comply you know, with certain kinds of regulations and so forth. And that sort of requires you have processes and, and stability in your organization. Uh, on the other hand, the business environment we're in is very volatile uh, with markets changing literally overnight uh, that can have big impacts on markets. So following that and you know really jessica that really starts between your ears that starts with how you view what your task is as an organizational leader uh, and as a practice leader uh, about uh, your ability to adapt what you're doing so I, I think you have to adjust your internal processes and your internal ways of doing things have to become more flexible and adaptable than they have in the past and when we talk about change, obviously, the past few years have been a huge part of uh, businesses adapting and changing as everyone kind of is figuring out the next evolution of the pandemic and, and mm -hmm. what it might mean for them. Do you think um, that enough businesses have adapted um, not only to survive in the pandemic, but to thrive, to retain these clients? Yeah. It's a, it's a great question, Jessica, and I'm afraid that uh, there is a significant number who have not. Uh, I think a lot of people are still waiting for it to go back to what it was. And I think the sad reality for those who are waiting for that is that I don't believe it's going back. It is evolving into the next iteration of how we do business. Uh, for example, uh, there are some people in in some uh, particular industries, it's going to be very difficult to get people back in an office. Uh, and, you know, if your uh, business relies on that kind of face-to-face -face and, and office, you may well, you know, have a challenge in, on your hands. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's 
everything has changed, but it means enough has changed so that there are a whole new set of competitors and a whole new set of technology adaptations that uh, you're going to have to master. So I, I think it is a challenging thing because there's a lot of learning and a lot of changing that's required just to maintain where you are. And, and I think that's one of the phrases that uh, one of the uh, people out uh, of our research used that phrase. And I, I think it really captures it. And that is we need to work harder to stay where we are. And, uh, and I think that that is the challenge these days that it's not it's not coming easily for anyone. Oh man, you're right. What a phrase. Working harder, you know, just to stay where you are, just to keep up. That's tough. That must be tough for a lot of businesses to take. It, it is. And I, I think uh, you know, for some it's gonna have uh, you know, they're gonna fall by the wayside. They're gonna it, it will be just too hard or their business model will be too rigid to be able to be adjusted. But, you know, Jessica, on the upside, we've seen a lot of organizations that made pretty radical changes in how they deliver their services and in their business model. And they've been quite successful uh, over the course of the pandemic. And, and of course, it's not just the pandemic because, uh, you know, you throw on top of that the, the wars, the, uh, you know, effects of climate change, the uh, all the political uncertainties in uh, in multiple countries. And, uh, you know, you have a real mix in there that says, uh, you know, this probably is closer to the new normal than the way it was just a few years ago. Do you think, do you find any um, or hear about any struggles for while a business is changing, making sure that they are retaining their clients um, for and not, you know, hopefully scaring any off as a business is trying to keep up, but retain those clients for probably the original reason those clients um, sought them out? Yeah, it, that's a great question, isn't it? And that, you know, do you, uh, how much change is too much change? So you become indistinguishable. And and I think there there's actually an answer to that, a practical answer to that. And that is the answer you will find by talking to your clients. Uh, and we find by doing a piece of research on your client base, it really can help clarify and I think you may find that some of the clients you thought were happy with the way things were uh, might not be uh, quite as happy as they were before. Uh, but uh, I want to point out that there, while it's important to know that and you'll get a feel for that, there are also a lot of clients that are very happy with their existing relationships. As a matter of fact, our uh, recent piece of research, we're just getting ready to release uh, momentarily says that uh, actually the uh, ability, the satisfaction people have with their service provider and their willingness to recommend them is actually at an all-time high. So what that tells you is people are more satisfied than they have been in the past with their service providers. And the things, of course, that we mentioned that keep them happy is the relevance. They continue to remain relevant to the key issues that the clients are solving. And if you're tracking with those, and if you're tracking with the key issues, uh, I don't think you're gonna have any issue with changing too much because you'll be changing more in pace 
with the changes that your clients are going through. And of course, this would probably be individual and, and really dependent on the business, but are there any common blind spots that you hear of or have seen in the research, Lee, that it seems like businesses are really kind of missing the mark on this area when it comes to retaining their clients? Um, the uh, One of the things that we've seen is that clients are looking for more flexibility uh, in them. And I think if there's one area that they might be uh, missing the, the boat, it's on do you have enough flexibility in your approach to adapt to the situation where the client has uh, their, you know, they have a cash flow issue and, uh, you know, they still need your help. Do you have a way of structuring what you're doing to allow for that? Uh, do you have uh, flexible approaches to your pricing and your uh, how you structure it? You know, fixed price versus hourly and the, and those kinds of things. So I think it's around that flexibility and ability to adjust to a the rapid pace of client adjustment that uh, where they're most likely to fall short. Um, I think an, another place where um, there you can really uh, make some hay is in the technology area. Uh, we have also learned from our research that firms that have more sophisticated technology and use more technology uh, in all aspects of their business, not only the back office, but in interfaces with clients, tend to be growing faster and more profitable than those that are not employing as much technology. So I think that's a missed, the second missed opportunity for some folks. And what do you see as the future for businesses? I know that we've been talking a lot about change, so it's hard to, to look too far into the future, but as the future mm -hmm. for businesses, when it comes to retaining their clients over the next few years, how do you think it will continue to evolve? Uh, I don't think for the, for the short term, uh, I cannot see a dramatic reduction in the, you know, the amount of change and the amount of disruption that uh, is happening across society. Uh, that may change over time. Uh, but for right now, I, I think this sort of a lot of change and a lot of disruption is going to be a fact of life and I think is the new normal uh, for the next four or five years. Uh, now, uh, obviously, there are going to be continuing changes in things like technology, uh, where the, the, you know, the pace of change continues to go. And I think there are going to be really some dramatic changes in kind of how we employ the workforce and, you know, how they work with remote work and so on and so forth. So uh, I think it's those kinds of areas of uh, uh, which will be kind of the new competitive advantages as your better use of technology, you have a better way of attracting and retaining talent, uh, that those things both, uh, those will be things I think that will be valid for the next few years. Well, I, I think one of the things uh, is the communication channels you mm -hmm. use with uh, clients. Uh, I, I think uh, another little tip is to uh, be sensitive 
to the communication channels. Uh, we've seen some issues happening with mismatch of communications. In other words, uh, you may want to communicate by email where the client really wants to talk with you, wants to talk on the telephone or vice versa. You want to talk with clients. So understanding the best way to communicate with individual clients and sort of matching that strategy, I, I think is actually a, a really a, a underutilized tip to help you. For, for example, we've seen uh, a lot of the social media, uh, the use of social media go down in client populations. Uh, while there the LinkedIn is continuing to go up as a communication channel slightly, uh, things like Facebook, Twitter, those have all really fallen down in terms of how much they're used for business communication. So uh, just to, you know, be mindful of how you're communicating and ask your clients what their preferences are. Thank you to Lee for joining us to talk more about how to retain business. What would you like to hear on the podcast? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com, and please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.